0: Hey guys, so um I I like doing this podcast, but it's uh it's getting me in trouble. Um at w- What do you mean? Like <laughs> Well at work this week with bad people or Yeah, the mafia is after me. You no. Know? At at work this week, um you know I have some downtime sometimes, so I'll I'll Where edit do you this podcast. I work at uh the NBC station in Boise and uh as a video editor and uh be, I'll get bored at work, so I, I'll i edit this podcast sometimes during the week, and I was editing it, and um, I was actually editing it during the newscast, so I was like editing on one thing, and then the director would say something, and I'd hit a button, but um, I was listening to a particularly loud part, and the director was like, roll B, roll B, and I just didn't hear him say that. <laughs> And so, there was like a still image on the news for like 5 to 10 seconds until I finally heard him and I clicked it, but, uh, it was like 10 o'clock on a Sunday, so like, how many people were watching anyways.
1: (laughs) So, so you're like one of the main culprits of local news blubs.
0: Yeah, I'm, I am fake news personified. (laughs)
2: I file. 69 offense was giving them the business
1: If they're not having a go with a bird, they're having a row with a wanker.:
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Full Kit Wankers. This is episode two. Uh, Drew is back after a hey. hiatus <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry. I was uh, I was in it deep for the for the Super Bowl. I was locked in on all our prop bets, and um, safe to say, we lost money. And uh, <laughs> Jimmy G is a giant snowflake.
0: Yeah, that was uh, well, we predicted the Chiefs were gonna win, right? That was our prediction.
1: Yes, yes but the market didn't open up above. <laughs>
0: What? God damn it, so Donald Trump.
1: We, so we didn't win.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: The Dow Jones <laughs> failed us. Damn. Um, I, I would like to commend Demi Lovato for doing a quick and timely national anthem. Came in under two minutes and won us that bet.
1: What a legend. That was, I was, everyone was so curious why I was like screaming that she was... I was like, she's doing it! <laughs> she's doing it!
0: I was at work and she was singing it, and I was like looking super intently at it. And someone's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I got, I got money on this." And then this guy from across the room was like, "I got money on this too." And he was, (laughs) he had money on over two minutes, and I had money on under two minutes. So when she was like, "Wow, that guy's a, that guy's a poon." He didn't. Yeah, he thought he was. She was gonna go full diva, but she didn't. Dude,
1: everyone I talked to had the over for it and not the under. So I was like. Now I know we're going to win, because, (laughs) like, and the best part is, is I accidentally bet it twice for us, so we got under 155 and under two, and when I did it, I was like, it's meant to be, it's meant to be.
3: (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to trust you with my money anymore, Drew. You accidentally bet twice? For some, it was
1: weird, because there was, like, I don't know, like, the site was really weird for all the prop bets, but... You can trust me to lose your money on, on other occasions. Don't worry, you know, Eric.
0: Oh, yeah. No, of course. I just watched uh, Uncut Gems last night, so I think I know a lot about sports gambling now. And I know that if you're going to place a bet, you want to go into an Italian restaurant in Midtown New York and place it with an older man in a nice suit.
3: So you're telling me we <laughs> should move to New York?
0: Yeah, I think that's where the sports gambling okay. is at. Gotcha.
3: gotcha.
4: Great movie, I'm by done. the way.
0: Nine out of ten. Uncut Gems, super good. For this, uh, this next segment is called The Wide World of Whack. This
2: is ABC's Wide World of Whack."
0: And in that, we're gonna take uh, a sport that is maybe not as well known and kind of explore what's going on with it. This week, uh, I looked at the sport of CPAC to craw, which is one of the most interesting sports to me I've always like seen highlights of it and not really known what's going on, but it it's fucking amazing. Have you guys seen highlights of this?
3: Yes. Uh, when you proposed this segment, I actually researched it quite a bit, and it's a great sport.
1: Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it live before, actually.
3: Yeah. Really? What was that like?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it's really cool. Like they're just freaks, all of them. Like they can, they're super athletic. It's really really cool.
0: So, CPAC to is played on a uh, court that's about the size of a badminton court, and the nets are. Uh, 57 inches high so just coming in right under uh, five feet and it's kinda like volleyball where you get three touches to hit it back over to uh, the net but you cannot use your hands. so it's pretty much all feet uh, and juggling like in soccer and players the only way to spike the ball is to get your leg above five feet and hit downward so it's a ton of bicycle kicks and super acrobatic kicks on the finishers
3: for uh for our metrically inclined viewers that's around 1.2 meters.
0: Yeah, I believe uh, I'm sure that no, helps that's sure that's a ton of people Eric. A, don't think that's it's, correct. No,
3: it's 2. Point, it's 2.2 two meters. Thank it's you. Like you weren't even right, too. <laughs> Shit.
0: But uh and the sport is actually really popular or pretty much only <laughs> popular in uh parts of Asia, uh specifically Malaysia is where the sport originated from. There's actually a pretty cool, uh, like, historical anecdote about the sport. So they used to play the sport. The ball was wood. It was made out of rattan wood, which is uh, like a a palm wood. And so I can't imagine that felt very good, just kicking a wooden ball about, first of all. Oh, not at all. No, not at all. Um, So these guys are tough as fuck. But, so, uh, apparently in the 14th century, in the Malacca Sultanate in Malaysia... Uh, there was, Raja Muhammad was the son of the Sultan of Malaysia. And, he was playing this game, he was playing a game of CPAC. And this other guy named Tun Basar, uh, hit him in the head with it, and it knocked off Raja Muhammad's headgear, his, his, uh, Muslim, Muslim hat. And, uh, in anger, Raja Muhammad immediately stabbed and killed Tun Basar. Where <laughs> and then some of Toon Basar's family came back and wanted to kill Muhammad, and as a result, uh, he ha- made his son Raj Muhammad move to another part of the kingdom uh, because of a dispute in a game of CPAC to So it can get intense sometimes.
3: I, uh, that's a good story. Um, I love a little bit of sports violence. Um, one thing I like too is like when a sport is older like it's cool that they can trace it back to the 15th century you know i
0: mean see see pector Carl you think it's as weird as wacky sport but it's been around longer than any sport americans yeah, like, play like
3: a super historic sport it's been around longer than america yeah it's been around
1: twice as long as our country like anything that, that's wild anything that's not mainstream america is absolutely whack okay <laughs>
0: What if what would happen if uh, players in like modern sports still like every like if Sean Kemp like disrespectfully dunked over Chris Gatlin and then Chris Gatlin pulled out his gat and like, shot him like five times <laughs> <laughs> if sports were still that violent based on disrespect.
3: I mean, I'd be down. You also saw that Kansas game from a while ago, right? I think it was a Kansas game.
0: Oh god, the fight between Kansas. Like, it and Kansas It was like State. the first
3: real bench-clear yeah, I've seen it, in a while. Especially
1: for like like NBA, like maybe you know, like mouse the Powers. like that stuff happens. Like they're, but college basketball, like there's a the very
3: yeah, very tight nothing. leash. Yeah,
1: for so for that to happen, that was
3: dude. Silvio
0: D'Souza like, picking up the chair, the about chair. The, yeah, boys yeah.
3: were hitting each other with chairs. Like that's wild. God, that was <laughs> awesome. I I don't want any basketball player to hit me with a chair, by the way. Like, that's got to just be rough. Especially
0: a 6'9", beefy power forward. Exactly. Like, that chair is yeeting into you. So, CPAC Takra has been spread throughout Southeast Asia, and the best teams now are in Thailand, the Philippines, and Malaysia, where it was originally popularized. Um, after World War Two, um, when shit kind of calmed down in the Pacific, uh, <laughs> it became <laughs> uh, like organized leagues started to pop up and it's part of the Asian games now, which is like the Olympics for Asia. Oh. Um, and it really has a, a bit of a following in Canada because of the Laotian population in Canada for some reason.
3: That's very interesting. Uh,
0: That's cool though. But the, the stars, the superstars of the sport are, um. Subsak Funseb and Anwat Chichana of the Taiwanese team, and uh, Muhammad Norfasi Abdul Razak is the big star for Malaysia.
4: Okay. So if you ever I'm if in. you ever
0: play in trivia, and you get who is the top scorer in CPAC Takraw, you know Subsak Funseb has got you.
3: I'll just I'll keep that in my back pocket for sure.
0: <laughs> Important information. Yeah.
3: I I would be down for this to be an Olympic sport. Like that's how much I enjoyed the clips that I watch. Oh,
0: it, like, it's amazing at
3: the Olympic level.
0: It'd be insane. The agility <laughs> required to play this sport is unbelievable.
3: Like I, you need to be a top tier gymnast and soccer player basically simultaneously. I've seen a
1: variation of this actually played on um, at a beach volleyball court at Mission Beach in San Diego where Cohen and I once, once played beach volleyball, and um, obviously not to that level, but it's actually, (laughs) it it was a bunch of uh, Brazilian guys, and it was actually crazy watching them um, just like, I mean, they just, their reflexes are so quick. One of their serves are rockets, and then they just, it's amazing, they catch it in their chest and set uh, set it up, and the guy does like a backflip every time to get it. It's super, super cool. Uh, Dude, I can't,
0: I don't think I can get my leg more than about three feet in the air. And these guys are, like, every second, like, getting their feet six, seven feet up there and just banging shots down. You, you remember when we had that
3: thing hanging from our ceiling and we were trying to kick it and land in the beanbag? The
0: thing was a dildo, but yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um... But like we would like fuck ourselves up, kind of doing that, and like only get the kick once in a while. And these guys are doing that just like every play of a game. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, don't these guys
1: get tired? I don't get it. It's just
0: not when you're just a. I mean, if you grew up,
3: if you grow up doing that every day, you're gonna be lit at it.
0: Like... Not when you're a five-five massive, pure lean muscle from the streets of Saigon. <laughs>
3: You spent your childhood reliving the
0: intro scene to Aladdin. Like dude, <laughs> you're, you're sick. <laughs>
2: um,
0: on a less fortunate note, Drew's a big Lakers fan, and he wanted to talk a little bit about Kobe this week.
1: Yeah, so... Um, it's definitely... I mean, I obviously want to start by saying just, of course, absolutely de- devastated for the families, for um everyone involved. Um I know like there's another like amazing family and
0: Yeah, the bellies uh, were uh their their brother played baseball at Oregon. He was like their first um good player when Oregon made a baseball team.
1: Wow well, yeah I didn't even know that. Um but obviously like the world and everyone has been so focused on like the loss of Kobe and I think it's largely because he had such a powerful influence on uh so many athletes across um I mean literally across the world. Like Novak Djokovic like came out in one of the tournaments and said uh how he talked to Kobe all the time and his mentality was inspirational for him and you just see like the countless, countless NBA players who all had a had a personal relationship with the guy. And it just seems like his um like his reach was like unending like it just seemed like everyone in the world kind of felt like a piece of them go with this tragedy um so I felt like you know maybe if we did a uh, a couple of like brief stories that I found really really cool about Kobe and you know, I don't know if everyone has heard him uh before would be pretty cool I actually uh this past uh weekend I was fortunate enough to go to um the Sacramento Kings uh, Lakers game uh, at Golden One Arena, and outside they have this amazing uh, tribute to Kobe and Gianna, and as uh, you like, it's it takes up the entire wall uh, outside the arena, and it's just people are just going up and signing it and telling the um, like writing about how much Kobe meant to them, and literally thousands and thousands of uh, signatures and messages, and um, they did a uh, two five-minute tribute videos to Kobe and you could just see in like the Lakers body language and all the players body language like how much it meant to them and uh you could see like LeBron like you know like putting his head down and uh just kind of like meditating or praying or whatever may be to himself um so obviously it it was it was really really special to see that and um
0: and the fucking the Kings fucking hate Kobe Bryant too so well, that's what was that's, so like, the video. The
1: what was really cool was like part of the video was all the like fans just like we hit like it like some of the clips of like how like passionate they were about like how much they hate Kobe. And I think that was like one of the cool things about him was like he was like such the competitor and such the you know like like rival for literally every team that like you either love Kobe or you hate Kobe. And like anyone that can you know, emit those strong feelings in people. Um definitely has like, you know, some unbelievable like value for the world. And um I actually wanted to share a story I, I read that was really, really cool and is confirmed by like a couple of different stories. Like I read it on Twitter, but then someone like told me about it in person. And um so Kobe I, I I didn't know this. Uh he wouldn't allow PR at any of his uh Events that he'd like go do for service or like go help people and uh so like all these years, like Kobe's been doing all these things for people behind closed doors and behind um you know like not taking any credit for anything. It's never about been about publicity, and like so that in itself is really cool that's but because that's because story. they
0: don't that's because they don't want uh people to know that Kobe like visits sick kids in the hospital and just berates them about how bad their defense is.
1: <laughs>
0: your immune system's terrible. You can't stop shit.
1: Why aren't you getting up earlier? Why aren't you? <laughs> you need to take your pills better. <laughs> when he, when Co- when it was all done, and Kobe, like they said their goodbyes. Kobe's walking downstairs, and he turned to her and said, "Like, is it money? Like, whatever he needs, I can, uh, i provide." And she, like, unfortunately, had to explain, like, no matter what treatment, like, the child's gonna pass away but i think it's just a really cool cuz you can imagine like there's probably countless stories just like that where uh just a very genuine display of selflessness.
0: Yeah. I personally fucking hate Kobe. Um probably <laughs> probably my least favorite NBA player of all time. And of course it's probably partially because he's on the Lakers. Um but when i was i think 10 or 11 um I, I live in Portland. I live pretty close to the Blazers arena, but tickets got pretty expensive by the time the Blazers actually got good. So I didn't get to go to a lot of Blazers games, but my dad got me tickets one time to go see Lakers versus Blazers. And I was pretty hyped because it was Brandon Roy was on the Blazers at the time with the La- LaMarcus Aldridge and they're playing against the Kobe Bryant Pau Gasol Lakers. And so we get to the game and I'm like, all right, like I'm going to see Brandon Roy, like fuck up Kobe Bryant. Like this is fucking awesome because Kobe Bryant could not guard Brandon Roy, by the way, every time they played, Brandon Roy went off Uh, RIP Brandon Roy's knees. But uh, we get to this game and I'm super hyped. I have my Brandon Roy jersey on and then 20 minutes before the game starts, they announce that both Kobe and Brandon are out for with injuries. And so neither of them are gonna play. <laughs> I'm not gonna see like these two guys face off. And so I got to see. I got to see Shannon Brown score like 25 points against the Blazers.
1: Hands <laughs> hands down, one of the worst parts of NBA games is that the season's so long. Like no, like yeah, just take a night off. <laughs> you
0: know, like- Dude, NBA the NBA should be like 50 games long. Like there's no reason for it to be 82. It's no, super it's a-
3: I I think 60. I like the, it's like 64 or something and you play every team in your conference four and then teams in the other only twice.
1: I totally agree with that. I think that's, yeah. What's crazy is like they always complain about like how viewership is dipping and this and that. But when you like actually sit and think about it, just like losing all like the tickets for those games and all the sales and profit for that, like, does that really Yeah. make up the difference? So like, that's always the kicker that probably keeps them from um yeah but anyway uh back to kobe so i actually have i got to see like one of kobe's most iconic games um two of my uh two of my buddies from all the way from grade school actually we actually went to the same grade school high school and college which is pretty crazy uh justin uh, magutai and quinn bandy very good friends of mine um we got uh quinn's mom was able to get us tickets like once a year to go see the lakers and we actually got to go to the game where Kobe uh, tore his Achilles. Ooh. And I'll never forget, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm in, like, seventh grade or whatever. And it's, like, you're already, like, it's, like, the craziest event, though. People are screaming, yelping the whole game. It was a really close game. And then Kobe tears his Achilles. And I've never heard such
4: a loud place get so quiet all at once. Like, you could hear a uh, penny drop. And then seeing him, like,
1: in so much pain and then get up and it was, like, the meanest mug ever, go nail two free throws in pain and just walk right off the court. That was hands down one of the coolest things I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, that guy clearly didn't feel pain in the same way as other people did or, like, used it as it's personal a, fuel.
3: It's a uh, Mamba mentality for sure. Like, just the ability to stand on a ruptured Achilles that's stupid like that's not something humans are supposed to do
1: yeah and then also maintain the focus to switch two free throws like exactly it's pretty unreal
0: was he human or was he dancer you know these are the the questions we have to ask
1: (laughs) that was only options that was super gay
0: (laughs) um the killers are not gay drew They're
3: pan. They're pan. All right,
0: speaking of of pansexuals, (laughs) um, we have a new game on the show, and it is called Spray or Nay. (laughs) So what's going to happen is Drew and Eric are going to work as a team. I'll give them ten uh, names, And together they will have to decide if each name is the name of a perfume or the name of a racing horse at some point in history. If they get six or more correct, I owe them a drink next time uh, we see each other, which will probably be at the end of the month here in Spokane. If they get less than six correct, they will both have to buy me a drink at the bar. So, you guys ready? How much do you know about horse racing? And how much do you know about perfume? Um,
1: well to i'm sure to your uh, to your guys' surprise, I've actually bet on horse racing at del Mar quite a few times in my day, but also um my family used to own um like several horses in uh, god damn it no <laughs> no 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 wait wait this is this is so annoying like they used to own like a bunch of horses and uh like race horses and uh the best trainer in the world right now. Used to be like their trainer, but then they sold all that to start families, like a bunch of idiots. And so now this trainer's like winning race after race after race.
0: Are you talking Todd Fletcher?
1: Um no. Okay, because Todd Fletcher's name.
0: the best damn horse trainer on planet Earth. Okay, that guy's winning Kentucky Derby after Kentucky Derby.
1: So you're, uh,
3: you're from the old money Southern family, Drew, apparently? (laughs) No, no, dude, they're from,
1: like... Did you also have
3: a few slaves back then? What's the, uh... Dude, this is, this
1: is from, like, the 70s and 80s in, like, California. It's not, and it wasn't, like, they owned, like, a huge thing at all. Um, but yeah.
3: Just a, just a bunch of horses.
0: No big deal. All right, let's, let's get it started. So, um, I'll give out a name and then you guys have a quick discussion and then choose. So, is this I um,
3: I didn't I didn't get to express my huge experience level in the perfume field. Is it though. is it large? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's massive. It is massive. So, I think that's going to be my real driving force.
0: All right, here we go. First, name. Bandit. Is that a perfume or a
4: horse? all right eric um for me bandit sounds like it's almost like too
1: boring for a horse name you know like that's my dog. i know that that's my dog no i kind of feel the same you know like that's
3: champagne i mean not champagne perfume um likes to go for those like abstract names too
1: yeah like something like bandit like you know like steel there yeah. You know, like it's very, yeah it's gonna
3: be a weird a very, it's a weird commercial with johnny depp in the desert just bandit across the screen it, yeah wayne
1: like yeah that's 100 percent perfume
0: correct it is a perfume you guys are one Ooh, for one let's go
1: get me this beer
0: <laughs> all right name number two <laughs> lobster cell phone
1: that's a horse. that's a horse i don't even have to think about that
0: that is a perfume
1: no, what? <laughs> what? Who the hell would buy lobster cell phone perfume?
0: Douse yourself Jesus. with the scent of the sea. Lobster cell phone. Um, all right. Name number three, Cloak of Vagueness.
1: Oh, that's a horse. I think that's a
4: horse.
0: Cloak of Vagueness is in fact
4: a horse. You Let's are go. two yeah. for three. Number four, Slump Buster. I could see that being a perfume. No, you know, because it it busts you out of the slump,
3: though. Like you're having a slump with the ladies, or you're having a slump with the guys. I guess it's perfume. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it busts you out, gets I, you laid.
1: I just, God, that's tough. Slump buster. I could
3: see it being a horse too, though. I see.
1: To me, that sounds like a very fun horse name. You know, like it just. Yeah. Oh, like like you know, like who are you going with this slump buster? Oh, that's just you yeah. know.
3: <laughs> Final right, answer? Right. You choose, Drew. I'm fine either way.
1: I'm going horse.
0: It is a horse. Let's go. Let's, I gotta, go. let's go. All right, you're three for four. <laughs> Good work, Drew. Up next. Making us that money. <laughs> up next, orange fat electrician. <laughs>
1: Fuck. Okay, so now that lobster cell phone stuff has me thinking different, <laughs> you know? It's like...
3: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking this is a uh, per. Could you say
1: the name again, Co?
0: Orange
4: fat electrician. God, that is that is so strange. I'm thinking perfume. I'm thinking perfume. But would you ever
1: buy, like, how could you name your perfume that? Like, who who would buy that?
3: Somebody named one lobster cell phone. That's worse than orange fat electrician.
1: I just can't. Like, who would buy orange fat electrician? I, I almost want to go horse. I just... I feel like I'm using too much logic, maybe, but what do you think, Eric?
3: Give me me perfume. Come
0: on. Give me perfume, Drew.
1: All right. You got it.
0: It is a perfume. Perfume. Let's
2: go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: You guys are now four for five. Pretty impressive.
4: All right. Next up, bad girls have fun. Uh, Oh, my. You know, I'm, I'm just going straight gut here. This sounds like too good to be true to be a perfume, so I'm going to go
1: horse.: Yeah, it also sounds like a very classic horse name, too. Like some
3: horse names are really long,
0: yeah. yes: j- Correct. Out. It is a horse. You guys are five Let's for go. six. you are on fire.
4: Next up: epoxy. <laughs> uh, I, I Epoxy? What does that even mean?
3: <laughs> it's a It's a type of glue. It's like where you mix two resins together, and then it starts hardening.
0: You'll often see epoxy as like a finish for some sort of fancy table yes. or something like that,
3: or like a nice concrete floor epoxy. Those are very, <laughs> okay. very nice. Okay,
1: okay, I, I get what epoxy is. Um,
3: <laughs> I, I'm thinking perfume.
1: All right, but let, let nope. Let's go perfume. Let's do
3: it. It is a okay. horse.
0: There was a horse named Epoxy.
3: Okay, seven. but
0: you How are else? still need, five wait. for
4: seven. We need one uh, more, Eric. We need one more. I know, one more. We can do it. Mia culpa. Perfume, I'm that's, saying. God, that's, what's that from? Mia culpa. I
0: Mia culpa means my fault in Latin. Or I've my been bad. To a
1: restaurant, I've been to a restaurant called Mia culpa in Croatia. I
0: in would Debra. not go to a restaurant called Mia culpa because that sounds like <laughs> a terrible restaurant. <laughs>
3: it was, and it's in Croatia. They're all kind of sus. Actually, it was super nice. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's kind of... There's a
0: lot of seafood in uh, Croatia, and they do yeah. they do have a dish called Lobster Cell Phone at Mia Culpa, so...
1: I hate
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God.
4: Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm going to go with... Horse. Horse? Horse. I'll go horse. It was I a perfume! Horse. No! <laughs> Five for
0: eight. All right. Okay. We We need one of the last two. We need it.
4: (laughs) Red jeans. Oh, no. That's a horse. That's a horse. horse. That's horse
1: name. Horse. It
0: is a perfume.
1: No! (laughs) Shit! Come on. Can
0: you come back? You need red jeans. (laughs) (laughs) You need one more. You need one more, and this is your last chance to win. All right, your last name,
4: Blue Blood Boot. Fuck. (laughs) God, I'm like sweating
1: right now.
3: I'm thinking horse.
1: We gotta go horse, right? It's like when you're taking a test. Wait, wait. When you're taking a test and you're like, man, I don't know any of these answers, and you just gotta stick with one letter. Horse,
0: horse, final answer. We gotta go horse. Final answer. Horse, final answer. It is a horse.
1: Let's go! Give me that Let's beer. go! Drew
0: and Eric have won the prize. Six out of ten, coming in clutch. Uh, I'll take a to to go go, go, fellas. please. Let's oh, just Thank for you. fun. Let's do a speed round of some of the other names.
4: Breath of God. Perfume. Yeah, Ice Station Zebra. Ooh, horse. Perfume. Horse. Barely legal. Actually,
0: perfume. that's a horse. That's a horse. It is a horse. Odor, odor in the court. Odor in the
4: court. Horse, horse. horse. Perhaps. Oh. oh, that's it. That was, yep. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfume.
0: Perfume, correct.
4: Right. Um, caffeine and booze. Ah, things I like. Is that a category? It is.
0: It's also a horse. <laughs> but All right. you guys have successfully completed spray or nay, and I will buy you whatever the cheapest drink is at Jack and Dan's in a few weeks. I want, I want the Trone.
3: I'll give you a. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll buy a couple of Peruvian bear fuckers for you guys. Ooh, oh.
3: that's there. We go.
1: All right. So we're moving on to uh, actually a. NCAA basketball segment that we're really excited about because we have our, our young wannabe scout sports gambling degenerate, uh, the guy who just dominates all our dynasty sports league, and uh, despite his cool name, he's really he's really just uh, as vanilla as they come. This is uh, this is this is Chuck Nine,
0: also known as uh, Chaz Parada, also known as Chazarus Lazarus,
1: and many many more. <laughs> but but he formally goes by. But he formally goes by Chuck
0: Knight. So, uh, Chuck, what do you got for us this week?
5: So, uh, actually looking through, there's a lot of good, uh, like, ranked games. Um, a few I was looking at, for one, Penn State plays at Purdue. Purdue is ha- pr- might actually have the best home court advantage in all of college basketball. And uh, Ken Palm would make uh, that spread pr- uh, probably around uh, – minus three or minus four for Purdue judging on whether or not their home home court is worth three or four and I would really like to take Purdue I think Penn State is kind of a lucky team they win a lot of close games um, and I think their offense is a little overrated and Purdue's record might not show it but statistically they're they have just like this insane defense do not especially at home they do not have a hard time uh, scoring at home and I don't know if you Chaz,
0: I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you right there. Uh, don't bet on Big Ten basketball. That's like the worst <laughs> well, no, idea bad, like home ever. Team is fine. No team, no team in the Big Ten like makes any sense this year. They win and lose at random intervals. I'm I'm scared of betting on any Big Ten game. That's oh, all I'm well, saying.
5: I think uh, the first few weeks of conference play, the home teams were had had only lost like four total games. It was insane. But, hey, produce this home yeah, team. Yeah,
0: like, I'm a Wisconsin fan. I'm a Wisconsin oh, fan, true. and we'll win, like, crazy games over Michigan State and, like, at Maryland, and then it's like, oh, we're playing Nebraska? Let's, like, lose by 18 to Nebraska. <laughs> like, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense.
1: Um, So, Ch- Chaz, do you want to explain uh, what you mean by uh, Ken Palm might put the line
5: at uh, so, minus three or minus yeah, four? Yeah, can
0: we have some normal speak, please, you nerd?
5: Fine. Um, so, uh, Ken Palm, uh, as you guys know, is probably like the most renowned power ratings website, uh, just across like everything college basketball wise and Ken Palm's power ratings, uh, are like a pretty big factor in, uh, where they make the lines. So especially with smaller schools, they'll just use that kind of as a basis and then uh, go from there. So I, obviously this is the end all be all. and. Uh, there like there will be differences at times but especially now uh sports books will have their own power ratings and uh, they'll be making their own numbers okay ken
0: pomeroy actually comes from a meteorologist background interestingly enough like his his stats based stuff comes from weather prediction models wow.
5: that is actually insane that's very very interesting yeah
0: <laughs> he's employed by the US government currently but then also does the basketball stuff on the side
3: do you know where at the government? Is it the uh, just I like think, the U.S.? I think he works for the survey.
0: NWS National Weather Service. Okay.
5: Wow, that's kind nice. of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. He's
0: not, he's, I believe, self admittedly, like, doesn't know that much about basketball. <laughs> that's but so just funny. like his statistics really work super well <laughs> for it.
5: Well, that's, I, I would imagine, like, all of like, the professional sports gamblers who do that for a career, they're all just like insane math guys
0: so are you an insane math guy Chaz?
5: no <laughs> um i, I actually I, i'm gonna attempt to make a model this summer for baseball just see how it goes because i want to work in baseball so I feel like that'd just be a good experience otherwise or so
3: i re- i really like the i'm not an insane math guy but i'm gonna try to make an advanced statistics model uh mentality like that's, <laughs> a,
5: that's a mood
0: what other games do you have for this week that interest um, you
5: so Rhode Island, uh, plays at Dayton, I believe Tuesday. Um, Dayton mm. is the, the mid-major wonder this year, I feel like. Um, and, uh, yes. with, uh, Topin's just so good and he, he dunks everything he can find. But, um, I, I think Rhode Island is really good. Um, they probably, I think they have, they have the best point guard in the A 10 fats Russell. That's also, that has to be the best name in college basketball, but, um,
0: that I think like that and Rocket Watts. Rocket Watts is good too. Of Michigan State. Um, there that is a damn good name though.
5: Uh, but Ken Palm would make the line at plus fifteen for Rhode Island. Uh, and uh, Dayton's d- defense is just not that good. Um, I think I I think they will be a pretty solid fade come tournament time. Like I. If they make an elite eight or a final four run, like I would be very, very shocked. I just think it'll be really—it's hmm. just really easy for other teams to score on them. Um, you've seen teams with bat, like uh, this past Saturday, St. Louis. Their offense is just like really, really bad. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, St. Louis just kind of blows, and they scored uh, almost seventy points on them, and. Uh like is that like a
0: statistical analysis?
5: No, no, like, it is like
0: Saint Louis blows, <laughs> yes,
5: yes, <laughs> um, but uh like they're I think they're one of like the five worst free throw shooting teams in the nation, and oh that, yeah. I, that's bad, <laughs> that's a bad sign, but yeah, uh, moving on uh, there's one there's one more I liked, and it might be the biggest game of the week, um it's Kansas at West Virginia. Uh, so oh, the, it's God. the
0: two. Those are always great games. Yeah, it's
5: the probably the two best defenses in college basketball. Um, I I think uh, it'll it'll probably be a pick. So just uh, no one's favorite because uh, West Virginia's at home. Um, but I, I I I I would definitely go Kansas. Uh, when their offense is uh, going at full steam, I I really I think they're the best team in the country. Uh,
0: are they, do they have like, do they take care of the ball pretty well?
5: Yes. Um,
0: okay. Cause I feel like that's like the key against West Virginia. If you can just pass. Oh you're yeah. Going to be well, fine.
5: Actually, they, they haven't been pressing as much as they normally do. Yeah. Hmm. And there's West Virginia is this just crazy good at uh, rebounding team this year, but like they don't have a lot of shooters, so it's kind of tough. Um, but
0: I feel like as a Buki can kind of like deal with the rebounding yeah. by himself because he's a man mountain.
5: Oh, that guy's gigantic! It's insane. But uh, I and I, then I think the guard play for Kansas uh, will just be too good because Dotson is, is crazy good too. Normally, I, f- I feel like when at, like a like a team's like a, as good as Kansas, they'll like generally be a lucky team too. But that is also not the case with Kansas. Like, when they beat a team, they will just stomp on them and beat them by, like, 15 to 20 points. I understand that uh, you guys wanted me to talk about teams that uh, I think would make, uh, are, like, primed to make a Final Four run. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. What, are your, what are your Final Four picks?
5: Because this
0: year, it's like, there's no it's team crazy. that's making a clear run. Like, Gonzaga's ranked really high, but I could totally see us flaming out early. Especially if something happens to Tilly or anything like that. So
1: yeah, that that offense runs right through Tilly. It's like a you a crazy... uh, knock
0: on some wood, boy. Yeah, <laughs> that was plaster, but gets the job done.
5: <laughs> um. So to uh, to start, and uh, I'm going to brag here a little bit. So uh, c- a couple weeks into the season, I uh, bet on Baylor at forty eight to one. That's now closer to ten to one. But uh. I I they oh my god they remind wow. me so much of uh Virginia from last year just uh like the the great pack line defense uh just phenomenal perimeter defense and then I think they have the best uh, defensive big in the country and and then their their offense is their offense is uh pretty good they have guards who can score Jared Butler uh plays a great point guard but um if Tristan Clark who was their best player last year. Uh he uh, he's, uh he is uh like he's been coming back from a torn A C L. He still hasn't looked right uh fully this year. But if he can uh provide just any sort of value for that team, I think they're uh the 'cause I think Kansas is the best team in basketball and that's uh the team we're gonna talk about next. But um I think Baylor would uh uh just uh be a solid just heads and shoulders above uh Kansas. And then uh, uh for my second one I go Kansas. Uh great guard play, great shooting. Asabuki is just an insane force on uh, defense. Uh it'll be really important to see uh whether or not he picks up three fouls in like the first 10 minutes of the game. But uh that even, that still might even benefit Kansas just because like he's such a bad free throw shooter. So
0: as a sleeper pick for a top uh Final Four, I could see Oregon making a run this year. Dana, okay, da- let's calm down, <laughs> yeah, down. Dana, Dana, no, <laughs> Dana Altman's teams always, always, always get better in March when they start chilling together because they true. always have to bring in all these new pieces and transfers and freshmen. And Folly Dante is a very talented center, five-star guy, who's just been hurt. If he comes back, that team, that's all they're missing really is a center right now. They don't yeah. have a lot of bigs. But Peyton Pritchard is a fucking gamer, and you can't count that guy out against anybody. And Chris Duarte uh, was the National JUCO Player of the oh, Year. Oh, yeah, that's Ducks right. Picked He's really up. Good too. He, I watched a, a game against UW uh, where they won in overtime. He had 30 points and eight steals. He's like six six guard who can do pretty much anything. And if those guys catch fire, like that's a team that could make a run in the tournament. Last year, they they gave Virginia a great game in the Sweet Sixteen. They're they're a good team.
5: I completely agree. Uh, they have shooting, and I, I I do agree that they need Dante to kind of step up. Or, or he, did he miss the last game with an injury?
0: He missed. He's missed a bunch of games this year. Firstly, he was academically ineligible uh, for a little it. while, okay. and then he's been dealing with some injuries. But he's also the reason that Bill Walton like smeared peanut butter on the camera and unpacked twelve game and licked it off. So you gotta give him credit for that.
5: <laughs> so uh for the third team, uh I d I I gotta go with SESU. Um
0: wow the three of the top four teams are your final poor picks? I'm going
5: lower for the next one. But um no I- the only team he snubs is his own team. What an ass. His own school. Uh, I, I, just, I, just, I just don't uh, believe in Gonzaga's defense that much. And I don't think they've been playing phenomenal offenses either. So I think that's, that kind of yeah. says a little bit. Although I think they're the best offense in the country. So that will always help. But um, Yeah, their run and gun
3: is good. But other than that, it's not much.
5: But uh, SCSU's—they're uh, de- they're the only uh, team in the country, both top ten in offense and defense, in Ken Palm. I, th- I think that matters. They have a phenomenal point guard, who I think is the best point guard in the country, at least just f- from yeah. what I've seen. But uh, yeah, I don't but know if TJ Fagan, watched-
1: Malachi, Malachi, Flynn. Flynn. Malachi Flynn, Malachi Flynn is unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah, he's yeah. from
5: Seattle, right?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's a—I think he's a fifth-year transfer, right,
5: from Washington State. No, uh, he he'll be able to come back next year unless he declares. He transferred.
0: Oh, wow. He transferred early on. Yeah, yeah. I thought.
5: Oh, really? He still has yeah. one year left. Dude, he's
1: he's nasty, man. That guy's just got like balls of steel.
0: Drew is really big into rating players based off of um, like penises and balls. Mm. He was talking. Yeah, to, yeah. He was talking to me hey, one time when he was drunk about how Gonzaga doesn't have enough big dick ballers on their <laughs> team. <laughs>
1: That's what I, I. This roster was lacking that early in the year. Right. That's all I'm saying.
3: What's a Dan, uh, no what's a Freudian slip again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of my biggest problems with the Gonzaga. Though is who do you want shooting the ball when we
5: need a bucket? Uh, Corey. No, not Corey.
0: We need some guards. We need some guards with gonads. Okay.
5: You want and, yeah. If no. you want to clank off
1: the, if you want clank off the side of the rim, <laughs> that's who you go to. Don't hate on
5: Corey like that.
1: Oh I, I will. <laughs> you know he's
5: no. When Corey dribbles the ball, I get scared.
1: You know who does have some. <laughs> you know who does have some guys who can hit big shots like that? It's Seton Hall. I've watched them close out some sick games this year. Hmm.
0: Seton Hall that's... is a dope team. They also have a center who is a fucking freak. That dude's yeah, like seven one with some how bounce. How do you say his
1: name? It's like Ike? I, I, is it Ike? A or Ikea? It's, I, yes. I, I don't know how to, I, I forgot <laughs> how to pronounce the name, but yeah, he's, he's great. But their guard play is sick. Like, they just, these guys can go get a bucket every time. Is it like Miles Powell?
0: Yeah, he's and, a monster.
1: Um, like Quincy McKnight. Those guys just go get buckets. And I watched Miles Powell like score, I think, four or five contested jumpers in a row to close out a game. And. They, I think they'll be nice in in March too.
3: They did uh, beat Villanova, who's seated two ahead of them right now. Yesterday,
0: yeah, that was an impressive win. That's a good, like that's a good win. What's your who's your sleeper final four All team, right. Chaz?
5: So, uh, I really like Colorado. I think that. And th- this is a random one, and you won't hear a lot of people talk <laughs> about them. But they have really good guard play, and two or three guys who can score, and then then they play uh they play very good defense too. And uh, I th- I think that uh they're two good scores, McWright and uh, or McKinley, something like that. It's McSomething, but um, uh, McKinley it's- McKinley it's McKinley Wright the yes, fourth. There you go. Um, but I I think he'll be able to carry a a, a-, a decent amount of the uh, offensive load. And then their defense is really good too. And I would, and if I could bet on it now, I think I'd bet on them to win the Pac-12 tournament.
0: You know, the last time Colorado basketball uh, won a conference championship was 1969, and it, the conference was <laughs> called the Big Seven slash Eight.
5: And now because it was called the Big Eight, but it. there
0: were only seven teams. Um,
1: uh, um, the other thing I like about. Colorado they're all like older too. They've been around yeah. for they're all juniors, seniors, so that's always huge for come tournament time.
0: And older the, older um, men have bigger balls, so that's why Drew is more interested in <laughs> <enough. laughs>
1: Yes, exactly, coach. The, so the
3: Colorado the players. The only <laughs> issue I have with Colorado is their pack. Their starting lineup yesterday was four guards and one forward. Yeah. That's a that's a small ball team and i don't know if i believe in small ball
1: well if you look at the houston rockets i mean they were yeah st- they got
3: blown out by like 30 yesterday by the
0: phoenix suns so yeah
3: they got hey, blown out by devin booker
1: they also they also beat the the lakers by 10 so.
3: eh, yeah they were just nah eh. that's so half good half bad okay so they're, yeah they're so wait
1: let's base uh, they were 7 and 0 with the small ball lineup going into yesterday and they lose one game so I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I don't know if I believe <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, Chaz. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Of course. We appreciate your picks. Thank and, you for uh, having me. Best of luck. Go, go, go hit those ten ten team parlays. Um
5: You know what? I'll I'll try.
0: How much okay. money are you paying off if uh Baylor wins the national championship this year?
5: Uh four hundred and eighty bucks. Damn. Yeah. That's a
0: nice. good time.
1: Well, I hope you lose that bet.
0: Alright, now that that loser's gone. Oh, shit! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that wraps up episode two of our show. As always, if you have any questions, please send them to fullkitquestions at gmail.com or just direct message one of us three if that's what you want to do. Any final words from you guys? Um,
3: I really want to know where to buy some orange fat electrician. I feel like be a really good Valentine's Day gift. I I feel
0: like that is Eric's smell right there. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Leave me alone. That's so (laughs) rude. I'm
3: not an electrician, but other than that, pretty close. (laughs) I
0: think uh, I think I might be an Ice Station Zebra guy myself. No, I,
1: I was a fan of that as well. I, still, I can't get my mind off Lobster Cell Phone. <laughs> yeah. just, just, you know, yeah. I'm
3: sure Sammy will love it, I mean.
0: Lobster Cell Phone, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> Lobster Cell Phone.